I've tried a variety of different podcasting outlets. And the one thing that's always bothered me is the fact that I have to pay a monthly fee to do something that I love to do. And that's talk to the audience. But with Anchor, they make it simple and make it easy for you to do a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, and the most important thing right out of the shoot, it's free. F-R-E-E. Free. Wow. You can't beat free in this day of age. You can record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So if you're sitting there and you have a thought, you're on the couch, you're in the bathroom, you're at work, just whip out your phone, download the Anchor app on your phone, hit the record button, you can be done, edit, and bam, you're set. It'll go to, if you have a Spotify account, Apple Podcast, and many, many more. And you know what the cool thing is? Another thing, cool thing, I know there's so many cool things here. You can make money from your podcast. It doesn't matter how many people listen, you can make money. For your one-stop shop, go to Anchor right now. Download the free, yes, once again, you keep hearing this word, everyone. Free, F-R-E-E, or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Steven Mielhausen here from Sporting News and the Zone, and happy August. I'm doing this as we're going to record. This is going to go live in a little bit. On happy August the 21st, 2020. Um, I want everyone just, we've been getting this question a lot, so I want to make this pretty, not abundantly clear, but just to remind you guys, I only say where I'm from because, you know, I think it is important. I think it brings a lot of credibility to podcasts because Daryl's just getting started in the game. He's already kicking butt, taking names. He's working with one that I'm not going to toot my home, but what I'm told one of the best in the business. I don't feel like I'm that way, but no, but I love working with Daryl. I think Daryl does a great job, but that is why I say it. This is, this does not represent the zone or sporting news. All views are mine and thoughts are mine. Um, that is the great thing about working for DAZN in Sporting News is the fact that I can go do stuff like this, and I can go be me. So let me do different stuff I think is awesome, and I am greatly appreciative of that. But I am also cognizant of the fact that of who I am working for. So just so everyone is abundantly clear on it, I, I always say Stephen Milhausen from Sporting News and DAZN because that's where I work. I'm, I'm proud of where I work, but the podcast in – is very, very dependent from what they're doing because the zone's got their own podcast that they do for on Sirius XM and with Achenbrock, and, and it is fantastic. And Chris Mannix does great stuff as well. So, boxing, pro wrestling, they just do boxing. So, hopefully, one day we can get the MMA and pro wrestling realm together, but we will, we will see on that one. But take that all up. Today's podcast be awesome. We did last night a watch-along. On Thursday night, a watch-along, me and Daryl, of the SummerSlam 2005 main event between Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels. Today is the 15-year anniversary of that epic encounter from the MCI Center in Washington, D.C. Card was stacked. In looking at the card, I thought, okay, maybe we can do like a big on that. And I'm like, man, I'm like, I don't know. 
<laughs> we probably could have done it because we went over two hours and the show was only two hours and like 50 plus minutes. Um, so I do, well, we did a lot of backstory. We literally went from, you know, where, how we really got to the match. You go back to when Shawn Michaels was a part of it. Cause there were some like tendencies from Shawn Mike to build up and, so kind of wanted to go back to that. We went back to Hulk Hogan and going back to getting into WCW, the NWO, leaving WCW, a pit stop, a one-off for TNA slash Impact Wrestling, and then XWF, and getting into, and then everything really came to a head in the beginning of uh, 2005. And it just, it, it was a great story. There's a lot of, I think, really cool backstories and stuff I did research on that I forgot about, you know, and, I want to continue doing these on this day series because I think, you know, this, you know, it brings a lot of context to the circle and no one's doing these. I've looked, I tried, people are doing wrestling ones, but we're going to be doing, we got a cool boxing one next week. We got a cool MMA one next week. I'm looking forward to doing those. I think that's going to be pretty cool. I'm not going to let the kid out of the bag. Just say, actually, you know what? I'm going to, <laughs> because why I can't, because it's mine. We will be doing a watch along of, it'll be the, and I know it's only three years, but it is an epic for what it is. For the monumental time, and perhaps the only time, in a boxing ring, as Floyd Mayweather took on Conor McGregor, the three-year anniversary will be on August the 26th. So we will have that next week, and then we will also have the rematch. A Penn, Frankie Edgar 2. For the UFC lightweight title. That was on August 29th, 2010. So we'll talk about that. And then also for what it's really known for. And I hate saying this. But boxing stepped into the MMA world. And went into the octagon. As former multiple time world champion. James Tony took on the legend. The natural Randy Couture. So we'll do watch alongs of those two fights. And then we'll do a watch along of McGregor and Mayweather. The McGregor and Mayweather one. That's going to be some fun. So I'm going to detail... Like the whole week. That was bonkers. I was there from Tuesday to Sunday. And I worked from Tuesday to about an hour away from landing back here in Chicago. But a ton of fun. I never had so much fun in my entire life. I'm not going to lie. But we'll get into that next week. But a lot of us in this 2005 SummerSlam main event with Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels. The match is what it was. Put on a one-man show. But we'll get into all that. But I, and there's a lot into it. In my mind, the last big match, the last great match we've seen from Hulk Hogan. I don't think there's any question I'm thinking concerning what happened after that. So we talk about what happened during the match and the aftermath. Because I think the aftermath is, to me, just as intriguing as the beginning. It really is. So I, it's so, so interesting in the dynamic of how they do it. But don't forget, before you even start listening to the rest of the podcast, because we're going to go to it right now, subscribe, rate, and review. Please subscribe. It's very important. It's the only way we're going to get moved up in the rankings here. We get downloads. But download, subscribe. Please download. Please. It takes a second. Let's click that button. Bam. You get every podcast. I got a special one coming up. I'm going to release it. We're going to have 
Dakota Kai, an interview I thought I put in audio that I didn't put in audio. That will be released later on Friday, later today, because we are on Friday. She will be facing Io Shirai tomorrow night at NXT TakeOver 30. So I want, I never released the audio for that. The video is up on the YouTube channel. Just search The Walkway to Fight Club, and boom, right there, Dakota Kai. She was awesome. We talked video games, what she's been doing during the pandemic. I thought a really, 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 really fascinating interview with someone who's really stood out in the last, to me, nine-plus months. She's really stood out for herself and turned heel on Tegan Knox and has really stepped up her game. I've been very impressed with what we've seen from Dakota Kai. But listening to the audio as you are right now, download, rate, review, more importantly, and I'll try five stars. Or I will call, or if you don't, I will call Rob Van Dam and he will give you the five star frog splash. Download on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Overcast, Anchor, all your favorite podcasting platforms. Right now, here is the watch along of the SummerSlam 2005 main event between the first time, the only time, Legend versus Icon, Hulk Hogan versus Shawn Michaels. We are live. Happy SummerSlam 2005. This is the Walkway to Fight Club, August the 20th, 2020. Look at that. 20, 20, 20. Going to Vegas. Hit that damn roulette table. Please. Put your money on 20, honey. Did you put money on 20, honey? What is wrong? What? Get out of here. Really? Oh, man. 20 is not your lucky number, Daryl Rivera. Wow. I thought you would be. Do you like how I did that, though? I went 20, 20, 20. I'm pretty impressed. Wait, what is going on here? Whoa, we hit a hit a snafu there. My sincere apologies. But this is the Walkway to Fight Club. I am Steven Mielhausen, along with the one and only D.Y. Dale Rivera is in the house. And before we get into all the fun stuff, how are you today, my friend? I know some people, I clicked the button late. I apologize. We'll do it one more time. I'm Stephen Milhausen from Sporting News and the Zone. The man to the right, the handsomest man in Puerto Rico and all the land. Combat sports journalist, the one, the only, D.Y., Daryl Rivera. And it is SummerSlam 2005. Happy SummerSlam. Man, we're 2020. Go to Vegas. Put it on 20. Let that shiznit ride, Rivera. Now, why is 21 the lucky number? You know what? 
I cannot wait till this damn year is over. We'll get into that one second. The reason we are here this evening, we are going to be doing a SummerSlam 2005 watch along. We're not going to, but here's a, I did this great. The, the show entire show was fantastic. But watched, like they all do, for the main event. The first time, the only time, Shawn Michaels stepped into the ring with Hulk Hogan. There's a lot to uncover. How we're going to do this? We're going to give a backstory. We're going to talk about what even led up to this, to this match even happening. From the MCI Center in Washington, D.C. But like Steve, the match take place until the 21st. Very true. But you know what? A- Smackdown's on tomorrow night. B, probably not going to watch as much on Fridays. I don't, I don't blame you guys. You guys got families and beer and wine and maybe you got to drink. Maybe you got some reefer to smoke. I don't know. So you know what? We're doing it today. We thought we'd do this. We're going to have some fun. That's we're doing it today. But we'll talk about what led to the match. We'll talk about what's going on in at the time. There's a lot going on at this time. And I even forgot about it. Of everything going on in the business, it was just unreal. I look back at it now and I watch that show, Daryl, and I'm like, damn. <laughs> we, it like totally jogged and boggled my mind. And before we even, we'll wait till some more people come on and before we start. Um, you were talking about, this was the first, it was the first pay-per-view you ever watched? Yeah, we'll get into that. We will talk about Dominic. That was that was something. Wow. Now, what had you heard about Hulk Hogan up to that point? Really, Hulkamania was there in while in Puerto Rico? Oh, there's a... I don't know why. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, everybody. I'm kidding. So, but that was then... Now, the Hogan... How often in this... I don't know this. So, if anyone's got questions or comments, and we're missing something... Leave a question, leave a comment, correct us. It is okay. If you're watching on Facebook, because we're on Facebook Live and we're on YouTube. If you're watching on Facebook Live, hey, what's up, dude? Like the Facebook page, follow the page, and also like the post. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe and like the video. We've got some negative feedback on this on the Velveteen Dream uh I was thinking about it. Like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And I texted him. I'm like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I've gotten a lot of good feedback. Some of the feedback to let me know that they're defending a pedophile. To each his own. Our cup of tea. That's how me and you roll in this day of age. But, hey. There's idiots born every second, I guess. And I hate saying that. But it's the honest to God truth. But, enough of that. And you can also, and also thank you so much for the NXT pre, the, rea- the recap show. That's doing pretty. That's doing okay. So thank you to everyone that's watched the NXT video. 
the reaction, the, the news of us thinking Velveteen Dream should be fired from WWE, and also the news about Renee Young departing WWE, which is confirmed she will be gone after Sunday at SummerSlam. So what she's going to do, I don't know. But let's hope and pray for once WWE does the damn right thing and gives her a proper send-off. But I'm not getting hopes up there. Even though Moxley, John Moxley got a good send-off. I'm not getting my hopes up. But back to Hulk Hogan. Back to SummerSlam 2005. So how popular was Hulk Hogan in Puerto Rico? Was he bigger than Carlos Colon? memory of Hulk Hogan I was five years old King Kong Steel Cage Match WrestleMania 2 the 3 City when he faced King Kong Bundy oh my god that was so cool I was like god this guy is like larger than I'm like oh my god I was like uh, my dad always tells me he's like you were such a geek for Hulk Hogan everything I had was Hulk Hogan Action figure, pillow buddies, sleeping bag. I had a Hulk Hogan and a He-Man sleeping bag. I love me some Hulkamania. And then I got more, and then I got older, I went up a little bit. But then when he went heel, joined the, turned on Ray, Macho Man Randy Savage at Bash at the Beach 96. I was like, kid in the candy store, oh my god, 25 year anniversary. That will be done next year. We will watch that entire show. God bless everybody. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> All right. Before we go any further, since now we're at the 10-minute mark, for everybody that is watching, go to the WWE Network. Go to SummerSlam. They had a nice big thing. There's one thing I like about the network. The pay-per-view coming up, they got like a section. You don't have to click on pay-per-views. It has a section. You scroll down, it says SummerSlam. You hit an arrow, go to the right, click until you get to SummerSlam 2005. Now you will hit the play button. And please, if you want to turn, fans, you want to turn it up a little bit. You don't want to hear us so much, that's fine. But we're just going to play. We're going to look every so often. We're going to see what's going on. And then we're just going to keep talking about Hogan Michaels and what got us, and what got us to this point. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Live from Washington, D.C., the MCI Center, the nation's capital, where Bill Clinton had Monica Lewinsky under his desk doing the deed to her, to him. When Hillary walked in. Hillary's like, hi, Bill. How's it going? Let's talk about foreign policy. Oh, oh, 
Oh, Hillary. I just had a horrible call. You gotta go. Oh. Hey, Monica there, honey. That was pretty good. You gotta go. Why don't you copy your ass to the copier? Why don't you scan your ass? We'll talk to you later. And here is the lovely Lily Garcia. There's the one thing. And Lillian was, and when Lillian first came on the scene, I was not buying Lillian Garcia. Because I'm so used to Howard Finkel. Howard Finkel was my childhood. And it was like you took my child and you took it away from me. But when she sings, when she sings here, man. Mind you, she's hot as hell, too. Does such a great job. Cheat. And this guy is not purple. If you could not figure out cars. <laughs> you are goofy. But no, a great job here by Lillian. It doesn't doing an amazing job, an amazing job. Not a surprise. By the way, the crowd's into it in the nation's capital. I like when they do this with her because it's, I always felt like when you do this live, it's a great way to get the show going. Gets the even if you're watching at home, it gets you excited. USA chant, which you can never, man, you can never go wrong with the USA chant. Never, ever, ever, ever. But good way to kick off the show. But, man, I was, man, NWO, NWO, black and white. Get back to Hulk Hogan here. Good segue from Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton to Monica Lewinsky, Hillary, then Lillian Garcia to Hulk Hogan. But, no, NWO Hollywood, that's what it was all about, man, at the time. Hall, Nash, Hogan, Too Sweet. Woo, woo. My four-year-old does the Too Sweet. It is phenomenal. I taught him well. Oh, loves it. Every time before we go to bed. We go too sweet. Woo woo. But now look at. You know what I forgot? I'm looking at the highlight package here to begin the show. And if you're just jumping in, we are three minutes and eight seconds in SummerSlam 2005. I have forgotten about Randy Orton facing The Undertaker. And I also for. Go ahead. I agree. I agree. It was just a good build. You know, the, the match was good. It was a big match for Orton. Like, the Foley, the Foley matches got him to that next level. It got you. We didn't. Go ahead. That's the time where, like, Legend Killer, and that's the time that The Undertaker started being that, the legend that he was. He, you know, later in his career, everybody started screaming, oh, he's the legend. And he was the legend killer. That's where the character of, like, hey, Undertaker, the legend, the WrestleMania street. That's where it started. That's where it, like, started getting momentum. Everybody started paying attention to the street. Everybody started, you know, to derail the big guy, the legend. There's nothing you have to get past you. Nothing you have to be a star. That's when this started. You know what gets me, man, here, and I forgot about this when I was watching the the, highlight, the highlights here, and I was watching it last night. Freaking JBL wrestling Batista for the WWE title. And we'll get into why that happened. It wasn't supposed to be John Bradshaw leave. Even though I hate to see JBL in another title match. I almost puked out my Cheez-Its last night. But this never gets old here. And I'm sitting here watching Hogan. The flexing. You see Michaels with the... Oh my god, that grin. I love the snark at Shawn Michaels. 
Heel Shawn Michaels. Heel Shawn Michaels is godly amazing. It is amazing. Oh my god, yeah. It is amazing. And that's, you know, and the reason we're talking about him being healed, because that's kind of what you, you get into this match. And one of the, you know, and Sean being healed here. That promo you're talking about reminded me of one of the promos leading Look, fireworks. I can actually not wait till Scout's right to see the Thunderdome. As I spit on my mic. Uh, I've been looking forward to I have been looking forward to this all day. All day. I've had to be with you all day. Ah, yeah, I know. I love you. I'm not going to. I'm going to be with two children. God dang it. It's going to be mine. These are amazing. These are like the coolest four. And I'm not saying because they're mine. They're literally the coolest four and one-year-olds in the history of life. Just make it fun. They make this whole dad thing not half bad. There's Hugo. Cabrera and God Michael and Michael Cole looks hideous. <laughs> Cole is god awful. Look at the Taz. Taz is a the profile, and then you got Michael Cole and Samus. Get out of here. You know, how hard is it in Chris Benoit in Orlando Jordan for the U.S. title? How hard is it for you to see this right now? Very hard. Incredibly hard. Just because I was, a, was such a big Benoit fan. And, and I was a big Benoit, Mysterio, and Guerrero, my three favorite wrestlers going on during this time. And stuff like, like what happened with Eddie was like, dang, that heartbreaking for a kid. No, I agree. at my buddy's house and his now ex-wife and we're sitting there having some beers you know and watching the I go every Monday he did, I go to house he come to mine and you see Vince McMahon in the middle of the room again you're like what the hell's going on and by the guy look at Orlando Jordan's hair here <laughs> a member of the cabinet of John Bradshaw I love her as a talent, there's no one. Benoit was on the level at the time. Woo! German suplex. Boom. There's another German. Oh, crossface. See you later. Tap out like a little biatch. Yeah, I did say biatch. And three. And a tap out. A record-breaking time. A new United States champion. 
We're not going to do star ratings, by the way. And any, a lot of the some information will will be from PW Torch. Um, Keller has a you, you used to be a long time subscriber to the Torch, and then I just and recently I resubscribed, and I you know because I knew we were gonna do this, so I did it a couple weeks ago, and they got a good sale right now, guys. And they're not gonna say this, but I just think it's cool. If you subscribe by the end of August, you get a month for ninety nine cents. Actually, it's a dollar, but it's pretty. I'm not gonna lie. So some of the info we will be getting, we will cite other in his PW Torch newsletter. <laughs> Jimmy Corderas had the belt for him, and he tapped out. That was hilarious. He knew it was over. Chris Benoit, the United States, the United States champion. But, but you see, Michaels, you know. The promos he did leading up to this match with Hogan reminds me of that snarky 90s, 97, or 98. It really did. And you know what? I loved it. Loved it. I did. Not going to lie. I thought it was freaking great. How could you not? Especially if it's like this when everything. I did. Not going to lie. Everything I thought it was freaking great. Especially in Montreal. He's hated. Oh my god, yeah. Now I'm sitting. Now I'm sitting here while we got Vicky Guerrero here with Eddie Guerrero, and this got me sad. And this is why. This is the second to last pay per view match ever for Eddie Guerrero. That got me sad. I'm not gonna lie. It says Rey Mysterio has in an interview has said this is by far his favorite match. Oh, Now, the context here in this in the skit is all of it. He's winding down because the match he has it's a later match with Ray for the uh, the custody of Dominic. It's like a briefcase on a later with custody papers of Dominic, and she's trying to tell him that he isn't doing it for Dominic. He's doing it to hurt Eddie. So, you know that's that is the premise of the match. For people that don't know, which I think, to me, that's pretty cool. Um, it's like you said, 2005, like, you would not seriously get this now. Not even close. They're, they're, they're too afraid to, like, push that scope. And you look at back at this time, you look at 97. You look at, my God, they're still like, I love it. Fake that you look the same. But you notice the shift in the business. At this time, you're going to see it a little bit. This gives us the, the scene of John Cena really starting into his own. Dead side aisle. And God, Eddie Guerrero, such a, well, such a good deal. But, and then you look at like 98, due to the back injury, or he lost Austin, lost the WWE title. We'll come in here and there, had back surgery in the, begin, in the uh, beginning half of 99. Did not wrestle until 2002. Made his return against Triple H in SummerSlam 222, which we will cover and um but that at this point he'd won the world heavyweight title at survivor series i think this was cool too before we continue and the military people there to me that's pretty cool you know washington dc you should have you should have some of the troops there so i think that's pretty awesome um 
everyone that has jumped in at this point, we are at the 1340 mark. SummerSlam 25, 25. We are about to see the rated R superstar Edge and God dang it. Now, this is where we can, we can kind of, the backstory here, and this is all, and I want to make sure I have everything right here. Okay. Marty was released before the summer of 2005. Him and Lita had broke, were dating. They were together for over six years. She, Matt Hardy was out with a neck injury. She went in on him with Edge. Matt being upset. And Matt was married. And Edge, Adam Copeland, Edge, was married at the time. So, listen, this Val Venus's sister. Oh, my God. That crime writes itself. Um, Hardy, obviously upset, goes on every internet platform, radio platform, and just buries them. The both of them to smithereens. Hardy got released. And Hardy went everywhere. Hardy went to all the indies. And the top he was Ring of Honor. And the July 23rd torch. Matt Hardy wrestled for Ring of Honor. And listen to this. Beat Christopher Daniels. That was the July 23rd of the torch. Um, the July 30th edition. One week later. Matt Hardy returns. Vince McMahon brought him back. He wanted Edge. He wanted a match at SummerSlam. And by golly, Vince McMahon is going to give them. Vince McMahon, ladies and gentlemen, does what the fans want. I'm kidding, by the way, in that aspect. Um, now, there's a story. Matt Hardy, when he was on his indie run, was I used to work at a place called the Oaklawn Pavilion. Obviously in Oaklawn, and they, uh, these during the summer they would hold like they would hold during the year or two independent wrestling shows. He was at one of them, and I saw him in the weight room. He was working out and just lifting. He was with some really hot chick. It's like, man, she's banging. It's like, whoo wee. It was moving. I'll put it that way. And um, he's sitting there just talking. I'm like, oh, you know, but he's like, you watch. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I'm. Big fan of you, you know. I give you a lot of credit for you know. I've been through that. I can, I completely understand what you want, what you, what you're going through. I'm like, I've been there. Um, and then I had to ask. I'm like, you gonna go back? I was like, it was that old nod and a wink. Then he said no. I was like, okay. I'm like, I know you're, you're gonna come. Okay, cool. And then look at lo and behold, he, he came. Um, look at Lita here. If it does not give you some excitement in your life, I do not know what to tell you. Because she looks amazing. She looks... Look at her! Come on! You cannot sit here and tell me. Look at Lita right now. We're at the 1734 mark. Lita is strutting that ass. I wonder if she called I wonder if she called Edge they did our superstar in bed. I mean we can check the life celebration they had on Friday. <laughs>
less risky thing we've seen on WWE. She looked, oh my god, had it going on. Okay. <laughs> Woo! Whew. Almost 40. I got a easy big guy. We need to get Blue Chew as a sponsor. I know the guy. I need to, I need to talk to him. But, um, they're not even in. <laughs> Len, what's up, man? Hopefully you're watching. Um, I forget where we're even going. Um, but no, Michaels, Michaels won the WWE title at Survivor Series 2002, but then he was just having matches, you know, he was having matches with Ric Flair and, uh, triple threat match, WrestleMania 20 with, uh, Benoit and, uh, Triple H, which was, that match was amazing. I mean, you know, then leading into two, the summer, the beginning of 2005, you look at Hulk Hogan's run. And the NWO in 96. Then he was out of there by 2000. That whole angle with Vince Russo. Already a wild brawl. Crowd very much in the Matt Hardy. And such a shame. And we'll, get, we'll talk about it when match is over. But but no, good heart. I, I liked it. They were hitting each other. I imagine, I imagine there were a couple liberties taken here. I'm just going to venture a guess. You, if you tell, I don't know what to tell you. But, <laughs> oh, look at Edger. <laughs> this is 1955 Mark Edge, Man Harding. This is Stephen Mielsen from The Zone. And sporting news to the right is the Y. Daryl Rivera, combat sports journalist extraordinaire. We are doing the watch long. As you can see it, the scroll at the bottom. SummerSlam 2005, Hulk Hogan versus Shawn Michaels. Watch along. We are going to do a watch along, a blow by blow of the main event of the show, but we're just giving a backstory. We have the show on, just so we can kind of look every so often and sit and talk about what led up to the epic main event. The first time and the only time that Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan were in them together. God, look at like what Lita's wearing here. Man. Some good stuff. Some, you know, and everyone's gonna say, "Oh, you're a scumbag." I'm happily married, by the way. I am in love with my wife very much. But when you you gotta call a spade a spade. Well, look at Matt Hardy here swinging away. Look. How, how did neither of these guys get a knockout? Look at how hard these blows have to hurt. I'm sorry. These blows have to hurt. I'm sorry. You cannot convince my my butt otherwise. Well, I know, right? You can't convince me otherwise. Cannot convince me otherwise. By the way, back to the Matt Hardy back, didn't it? Mr. McMahon side one day before it's not going to be closer. Yes. That is you. Oh, the connect. They were interested. Yes, TNA was interested. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. That's true. But you know, you look at Hogan. Hogan left WCW in 2000 with the work, the shoot interview done by Vince Russo at the Bash at the Peach 2000. And then you really didn't see that you know Hogan had the thing he was gonna do. Did the, the short-lived XWF match with Kurt Henning, 
And then WWE gave him a call, and he came back with the NWO at No Way Out 2002, an epic match with The Rock, hit a short run, and then, and then that ended over payoff. Surprise, surprise. Talking about Hulk Hogan, and you're talking about money. I didn't, I forgot, that, brother. He did the job for Brock, and we did not then see Hulk Hogan until January of 2003. Did the long-awaited program, which I thought was pretty well done, Vince McMahon. Culminated at a great no-hole. To me, I thought, exceeded my expectations. WrestleMania 2001. Look at Matt Hardy. Woo! He is bloodier. He is... He is worse for wear. He is a. He is bleeding like a stuffed pig. Oh, <laughs> that I'm telling you. I think it had a little extra oomph. Now, see, I did not like this finish. And Chad Patton waves it off. This finish was horrible. It's the first match in this series. They did like four matches. No, it was a series of three. I take that back. Because then Hardy won at Unforgiven, and then Edge won. It was like the Raw Homecoming or some or something. Yeah, the Raw Homecoming. Where the where? I always will remember that Raw for one reason only. Hulk Hogan went into a business for himself and challenged Steve Austin to a match at WrestleMania. I always will remember that because that was something discussed. Austin, it was thinking about it. And Hulk Hogan just went and laid down the gauntlet. Want Steve Austin called Steve Austin at WrestleMania. But man, look at Matt Hardy here. Whew. Beating like a stuffed pig. You're a winner. The Rated R Superstar. Oh my God, Lita. <laughs> Edge was such an awesome heel. It was, he was amazing. Amazing. So Hogan has a great match with Vince McMahon at WrestleMania uh, 19 in Seattle, 2003. Has a program. Then he becomes da -da -da -da, Mr. America. Has a, a horrible matches with her. And I mean horrible. If you are looking to if you are looking to cure your insomnia, ladies and gentlemen, please watch Hulk Hogan's matches in 2003 with Roddy Piper. If you're having a hard time sleeping, that is where you go. And I'm not kidding. If you don't believe me, give it a whirl. Um, ooh, look at Matt Hardy there. Ooh. I don't think Matt was getting any that evening. Well, Pat, the worst. Oh, my God, she was good-looking, good-looking blonde. that one. Oh my goodness. Goodness gracious. Great balls of fire. Poor Matt Hardy. I kind of almost feel bad for Matt Hardy. Actually, I do. I don't condone cheating. Cheating is wrong. But, um... Yeah, Matt Hardy... <laughs> I think Matt Hardy... Matt Hardy hosed on that one. Um... WWE at its finest. This is 
The summer is look at the scroll. SummerSlam 2005. Hulk Hogan versus Shawn Michaels. Watch along. Just giving the backstory. Moving on. The show is on. We are at the 2645 mark. We're getting ready for Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. For Dom Mysterio, who we see this coming Sunday at SummerSlam against Seth Rollins. And we will also have our SummerSlam preview show on Sunday morning. The day show, 11 a.m. Eastern Central and 8 a.m. Pacific. My Las Vegas, Phoenix, and California homies. You wake up, grab the coffee, and look at me and Daryl's pretty faces. Or at least Daryl's pretty faces. What are you drinking there? Me too. <laughs> you know, we're getting along too much here. We're getting along way too much here, these last two shows. I don't like it. I, you got to do something to get me mad. You're agreeing with me too much. And then we started getting along. Then we got along and they got, everything was fine after that. So. That is true. That is true. And we agreed on all the take NXT TakeOver 30 picks, which will be on the YouTube channel tomorrow. But now, this angle was extremely well done. But. Let's see. My wife. Oh, yeah. Look at young Dominic here. Short little guy with the blonde tips. Did you, were you a blonde tip kid? I wasn't either. I wanted to punch. I wanted to punch the kids. I had them. I wanted to punch the kids that had those. I hated them. I hated them with a passion. But continuing on with with the immortal Hogan. After the awesome greatest program of all time with. Mr. America against Roddy Piper. Hulk Hogan left the company again in June 2005, 2003. Because surprise, surprise, did not like his WrestleMania payoff from his match with Vince McMahon. Hogan left. And Hogan was not seen through the rest of 2000. 2004, it looked like he was going to TNA. He shot an angle with Jeff Jarrett in Japan. With the premise he would have a match at Bound for Glory in 2004. In October 2004, Things fell apart over his money. And there's a theme here when it comes to Hulk Hogan. As much as I love Hogan. And, and then he got in, went into 2005 and Shawn Michaels is rocking and rolling in WWE. He's getting into WrestleMania 21. Getting ready to face Kurt Angle. And Hulk Hogan gets inducted into the 2005 WWE Hall of Fame. Now, I'm going to give you some trivia. Fans, and for Daryl, name me who was in the 2005 WWE Hall of Fame. And you cannot say Hulk Hogan. We will repick on here. Beyond Hulk Hogan, and you cannot cheat. Who was in the WWE, who were 2005 inductees into the WWE Hall of Fame? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. 
Very good. Very good. No. Bobby Heenan was 2004. No. Kogan. Who in who in I'll give you those and we'll go and we'll go on. Who inducted? Hey, there was one more that you should get. There's one He was also involved in the 19 in the WrestleMania 1 main event. God, Eddie Guerrero was so awesome. Who's in the corner of Paul Orndorff and Roddy Piper? Bob Orton, Bob Orton, Cowboy Bob Orton. Cowboy, Bob Orton. Is this lady supposed to be like the social worker? <laughs> I was trying to figure this out. I'm watching this last night and I'm like, who is this lady with this weird like look on her face? Look at her. Dominic did so well here. So well at eight years old. He is at eight years, eight years old right there. Better than, better than three quarters of that roster right with facial expressions, and he's eight. What does it say for the people in WWE? Holy shoot! Good goodness gracious! Great balls of fire! He's about to cry. Look at him. That poor kid's about to cry. <laughs> he's doing it so good, and Eddie's got that jackass look on his face. Oh my god, this is great. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. Talking about babies. Look look at this handsome kid. Nate, Nate, Milhausen. What's up, brother? Hey, bud. You say hi to Daryl? Hi. You say hi? Oh, Nate, Nate. That kid is seriously first world handsome, first world sweet, but a third rate, a third world sleeper. My God, it's so horrible. I love him to death. Can't sleep for crap. But I will give him after he cried last night during the last 30 minutes of our podcast, he went back to sleep. He just needed some, he needed his dad. That's all he needed. No, he needed his pants changed in a cuddle. He's a mean, he is a cuddle bug, that one. He is a cuddle buggy machine, and I, and I love him for it. But look at this here, the father and son. 
God, an Asian con. How does it? It boggles my mind. I didn't know. And I thought about it a little bit last night. An eight-year-old should not have that awesome facial expressions. I wonder if one of these said to him in the back. Be like, just pretend like your dad's going to leave you. They would just be mean. I would be, I don't know. How, I don't know how I would feel if someone told me, hey, your dad, <laughs> I would feel. I just don't know. I don't know if I would cry or what. I think I would cry. I think I would. If someone tells me, hey, your dad's going to... You cannot do nothing but cry. Come on. You have to cry. But no, we are at... If we had a couple of... Some people jumping in. 36-25 mark. SummerSlam. 2005. We're at Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero. All were culminating to the gigantic matchup between Hulk Hogan... Shawn Michaels. We're giving the back. So we're at 2005. And he's like, come on, Eddie. Eddie's like, come on, Ray. Have some cervezas. Come on. After I, after, after I kick your ass and I get your son, well, you can have beers. Just everyone play roll really well here. I have to admit. I have to admit it. That would have been amazing. You know what's tragic? I just found out they canceled my son's preschool. That's tragic. <laughs> I got I got a fun I canceled him earlier today. We canceled him. And we're getting full refund. I got a funny story about that. Oh, what a back body drop. Eddie Guerrero takes a hell of a bump. Um I don't even know where I was gonna go. I don't want to talk about it. It was something funny my kids said, and we'll talk about that. Oh right into the steel steps. But, um, so you're at WrestleMania. They're both there. Michaels is getting ready for his match at Kurt Angle. Hogan gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. Who inducted Hulk Hogan into the 2005 Hall of Fame, Daryl? There you go. Ding, 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 Daryl Rivera. It was Hulk Hogan. It was. Favorite. Were you, before we get in, were you a fan of Rocky Three? For everyone tuning in, were you a fan of Rocky Three? If were you a fan of Rocky Three, or were you? Did you have another favorite Rocky? Rocky Three was to me. It was Rocky Four, Rocky One because it always go with the first one. The first one's amazing, and then Rocky Three. I'm sorry, but when you give me some Thunder Lips and Clubberling, I'm good. Ooh. That looked like it hurt. That sure like it left a mark. And Eddie Guerrero falling off the ladder. But, so, get back to the story. Right? This day, AJ would have cleaned it up already. Come on. 
WW crew. Um, so I called to cancel my son's preschool to uh, take him out of preschool today. And then just to find out, we get an email. My wife checked her Lynn checked her email when she got to work and realized, oh, they canceled it. Um, he goes. We had told him yesterday. I'm like, oh, buddy, I'm, I, you know, I'm just letting you know, like, I officially canceled you for preschool. I'm like, you said. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, it'll be okay though. And I'm like, well, we'll figure out something. He's like, Dandy, was and he's like, was it because of the big fat guy that we always see on the news, always talking about the bad stuff going on? And I want to preface this in saying we're not polit- we're a non-political household. We don't we watch the news every day. We've been watching the news and what's going on in the world because I we feel it. We want to teach our kids that there is good and bad in the world. We don't we just tell them what's bad? We don't like we don't talk politics around him. We keep that to our own personal conversation. And I'm like, yeah, buddy. I'm like, is the big fat guy you see on TV? I'm like, he's like, I'm like, he's the one that you know kept making things hard for you guys to be able to go to preschool. He's like, I don't like him, Dada. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, it's okay, man. I'm like, it's not a big deal. I'm like, we'll get we'll do stuff at home. And he's like. And this was the kicker, and he ended it. He's like, can you punch the big fat guy? And if you don't know who the fat guy is, that my son keeps referring to, is Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. I'm not going to go on a political rant. He is a jackass. And he did take away my son going away from preschool. And a lot of other kids who now have to e-learn that want to be with their friends at school, even if it means social distancing. And we're losing viewers, and that's okay. They will come back. But um, off of that. But look at right here. They're both on top of the ladder. But I had to say, though, I got, I was, I just laughed. <laughs> the big fat guy. <laughs> say nothing about J.B. Pritzker when, when he's on. I was like, oh. And no, we're not talking about Santa Claus. Oh! <laughs> botch. Ooh. Not the only botch we've seen in this match, unfortunately. There will be one coming up later on. So, so we get to this. We get to the ceremony, Hall of Fame ceremony. Michaels goes out and has, actually, before it's before them. So, Muhammad Hassan and Davari come out for a segment, and Muhammad Hassan's cutting a promo and talking Arabic, and out comes the immortal Hulk Hogan. Hogan comes down, strutting his stuff. Couple punches, bust over the top. Thinking, okay, cool. He's there. Why not? Get the crowd at Staples Center in LA all jazzed up. I'm thinking, cool. What do we get? One month later at Backlash. We see Dream Team of Sean Mills and Hulk Hogan. Beating up Davari and Muhammad Hassan. Which did Muhammad Hassan, I thought at the time, no favors. But it ended up working out for him for a short time. Um, do you remember Hul- the Hulkster and the Heartbreak Kid tag teaming? Because I thought that was pretty cool. I thought it was pretty cool. on a Raw. Think about that. Celebrating the 4th of July. It's the July 4th edition of Raw. 
I think it was like the Raw was on like on July third. It was like the day before the fourth. And oh, that hurt. And I forget who did they beat. I don't remember who they beat. I I don't have it written down in front of me. But what the it was in it was in Sacramento when Michaels and Hogan teamed up. It. Okay. Michaels and Hogan win the match. And now we, they're holding up. Yeah, brother. Da, 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 what do we get? Bam! Sweet chin music. I clapped. I screamed, hell yeah. Because at that time, I was still watching most Monday nights, man. Up until the end of 2006. I was still watching around every Monday with some buddies. And it was pretty cool. And we all cheered. We all popped. We thought it was awesome. And there goes Eddie. Climbing to the ladder. And here comes. Look at Ray Mysterio fighting for. Doesn't want to make sure Dominic is okay. Like the match up to this point. It starts to pick up about. They're picking up the pace here. These spots are always dangerous. I just wish they wouldn't do these. Back body drop. Ray falls in between the layers. Why are we doing this? Why? 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 We can do that. One more time. Oh, the back hit. Oh, my goodness. It's just one of these things here where I've heard of it. Is it the network? Okay. We'll have to. According to, going back to the Hardy, in the August 27, 2005 edition of the PW Torch Playing Newsletter. I got it here. Matt Hardy already, Matt Hardy is said to be showing signs of frustration with how his push is going. He may not have realized the extent to which he was going to be considered a mid-card average talent by those in control of his push or how little he'd be allowed to trip up before his push was reduced. He didn't get much of a chance to prove himself as management believed his promo on Raw several weeks ago was mediocre and ample evidence that they were right all along, that he lacks verbal skills and is an average talent who someday who someday may move up the card. Management believes more in Edge and is going to play out the feud in a way where Edge comes out of it strong, Top priority is in on that aspect, and a distant second priority is protecting Hardy. When Hardy resigned with WWE, he told people that he felt Vince McMahon believed in him and that they were on the same page as far as how to take best advantage of his potential. He did not resign with WWE with any thought he would be buried right off the bat, so he either misinterpreted his interaction with McMahon or they misrepresented their intentions in order to let him go, to get him to resign. Um. Yeah, so if you want to get your you out, then we kind of, not a surprise. Look at Dominic. 
what is with this? I always, it's like, what are you doing? Why, Dominic? Listen, Dominic, what are you doing, son? And I'll back my job. Okay. How dare he hit his son? Why would you do that? I don't think anyone can honestly hit their children. I don't. Let's see here. Ooh. So. As we're getting to July 20, so you figure you get to July 2005, you get the super kick from hell. Now the match is going to be on. It is official. Hulk Hogan would be facing Sean Mullen in SummerSlam 2005. We are watching, by the way. And you're thinking, okay, two baby faces, this is going to be cool. You have to think, in your mind. You're like, all right, cool. Like, the, it, you know, we're each going to face versus face. It is what it is, but you know what? It'll still be good. But as we get into August of 2006, Chris Jericho, it's revealed as Lee, according to the torch, signed a short-term extension on July 25th because his contract had run out and he signed a short-term extension for, um, for 30 days, which would end is he would be facing John Cena on the SummerSlam show. So, Chris Jericho looking, was looking for some time off. He did WWE and then stayed through SummerSlam. He signed a short-term deal. Nice powerbomb there by Reeves. Now, let's see here. That I do not know. Not know. Okay, okay. Um, also going on in the business at this time. And oh, he thought he had it. No, he's hanging on. I, these thoughts also so dangerous. Hanging on the ladder with the briefcase. Oh, beautiful powerbomb by Eddie Greer. Brock Lesnar rejected an offer to return to the company, according to the torch. Brock Lesnar and WWE were unable to come to terms on the score round in negotiations. Uh, they had met about the previous month about coming back to the company. WWE.com reported Lesnar had a contract in hand. Lesnar and his attorney had been given a written offer roughly two weeks ago. WWE management grew impatient with how long it was taking him to sign it. Apparently, the major terms of the contract had been verbally agreed to Tuesday of this week. Um, 
Lesnar either changed his mind or didn't like the written details of what he had verbally agreed two weeks earlier. Lesnar may not be back anytime soon. He almost has no leverage with WWE, considering he signed a multi-year non-compete with WWE last year, preventing him from working for any other pro wrestling or mixed martial arts company. Now, what happened with that was he ended up getting out of that non-compete. He took him to court. He sued them, and he ended up winning. So what ended up happening out of that? He was supposed to come back. He didn't like the money terms and the dates that were agreed upon. He said pound sand. He bet on himself, and if I do dare say, Brock Lesnar ended up being just fine. Um, look at that here. See, this is where I think this is where it seems like something happened. Where Guerrero was supposed here. Mr. Q. Improvised. Now, Hogan at this time is doing media rounds. He is appearing all over the place to promote the match with, with um, I didn't catch that. Oh, hot damn. I'm not gonna say what I want to say because it would be it would come off like or sexist. I don't want to be that guy. I really don't. I don't want to be that guy. Um. The three and me. Always like always a great move. The three and me go super king on the ladder. Look at Dominic. Dominic's like, what is going on? What's my mommy? But yeah, Hogan's all, but Hogan's all over the place here promoting the match. He's on Larry King. He's on Jimmy Kimmel. You know, he's, I'll give Hogan credit. Hogan made the media rounds here to really, really promote the match. He disparaged Michaels at every chance he got, though, which I don't know if it's part of how Hogan really felt. Um, Let's see. This is what he said on his interview with Jimmy Kimmel. He's, Hogan said that his dream match against Michaels at SummerSlam is like a dream match for wrestling fans because Hogan is like the old generation while Michaels is, as Hogan put it, the guy who tried to pick up the ball and carry it after me. And that didn't work out so well for him. But, you know, he tried his best, and there always has been jealousy that jealousy factor from him. I promise it gets a lot better. There's a great Vicky finally made it to the ring. Welcome, Vicky. Right, it, it took her a hot second. She but she but she finally made it to the ring. Oh! Now, the August thirteenth. Oh yeah, that look at Vicky. Oh no! Here, come here, buddy. Let me see that. Come here. Come here. Yeah, you're not supposed to have that in your hand. Come here. Come here. 
It's like you're talking to a dog. He's actually listening now. Thank you. A plastic bag. Something you don't want children to have. No, not yours, no. Here you go. Here. Oh, you don't want your block? Okay. Um, so. Hey, he gets Dominic! Woohoo! Now, in the August 13, 2005 edition of the tour, Shawn Michaels and Hogan in a beautiful brouhaha. Shawn Michaels let loose on Hulk Hogan with strong comments in the final segment on this week's Raw. Michaels sarcastically thanked Hogan for gracing them with his presence, mocking his busy schedule promoting his reality show. In response to allegations Hogan made on Larry King Live that Michaels is jealous of him, Michaels said, There's nothing about you or your life that I desire. In this ring, you can't touch me. He said perhaps he was upset that one of his peers had not respected him or his accomplishments. Hulk Hogan is not one of my peers, Michaels said. You, Hulk Hogan, have built a career on personality and show. I want you to look at, look at me in the eyes and understand this, Hulk Hogan. At SummerSlam, personality and show isn't going to amount to a hill of beans when you step into the ring with the showstopper. For the first time in your career, you're dealing with somebody who doesn't sweat you. Not out here, not back there, not anywhere. I'm going to be the first guy who is not going to buckle underneath the image of Hulk Hogan and Hulkamania. I've said it before and I'll say it again. What are they going to do? Fire me? Do you know how many times I've been fired from this place? It gets better, ladies and gentlemen. They always bring me back, and I'll tell you why. This big machine that is WWE does not exist without the showstopper. Michaels vowed to kick Hogan's false teeth down his throat. Hogan interrupted and said, let me tell you something. You've taken this thing to a whole new level, dude. If you wanted a match with me, all you had to do was ask. But instead, you cheap-shotted me. But that is your M.O. The king of cheap shots and backstabbing. As far as casting stones, all I have to do is call up Bret Hart. Everything you do out here is for you, for Shawn Michaels. When did you leave WWE? When you did leave WWE for seven years, you said you lost your smile. I'm not out here for my smile. I'm out here for their smile, dude. Yeah, for better or for worse, I'm here for each of one of these Hulkamaniacs. And Hulk Hogan isn't going to change, dude. Michaels then super kicked Jerry Lawler, punched Hogan. Hogan tossed Michaels out and post. Remember that segment like it was yesterday. And look at Chris Jericho here. That blue, beautiful, flowing, short hair. That has got to be the worst Chris Jericho haircut I've ever seen. Yeah. Hey, the long, flowing hair. Look, great. He's got the, the hair he's got. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely loved it. But right here, Todd Grisham. My f- now I can say Todd Grisham is my friend, the zone colleague. Todd Grisham. What? Oh, <laughs> I thought was, I thought you were saying look at you for hanging name dropping. No, Todd Grisham is a buddy of mine, and I'm proud to say Todd Grisham is my friend. Oh God, I love I love Kevin Kelly. Look at Grisham. I think Todd Grisham here looks like he's about twelve. And I'm gonna text Todd after we're done. <laughs> God, I'm watching SummerSlam 2005, and you look like you're interviewing Jericho here, and you look like you're twelve. I will say this. Tyshim is a well-versed guy because he went from WWE to the UFC to glory kickboxing and is now doing boxing for DAZN. And he did boxing for ESPN for a hot minute. Here is Eugene in the beautiful and the sexy. God, Christian. Mm. There's a whole lot I love about Christian Hemi. I love her TNA, too. Oh, yeah. I was a fan of Eugene. And then for everyone jumping in and watching, we're at the one hour and two minute mark, 22 seconds. Eugene is about to face the great Kurt Angle. God, how did Kurt Angle get the short straw in this situation? And I hate saying that, but... Also, Eugene. I'm not gonna lie. Kurt Angle's the man. Come on. Yeah. So with with that promo, what was there? And I remember that promo so vividly. It was one of those promos that where it's like, you know, like Hogan wanted, and this is kind of where. Things kind of got a little bit loopy. Um, and this is also according to the torch. Michaels wanted to have a private in-ring practice session with Hogan before SummerSlam. Hogan turned it down because he said his body can only take so much physical wear and tear at this point in his life. And he doesn't want to waste any bumps when it's not for money or in front of a crowd. As a compromise, Hogan worked a six-man tag match after Ron Pittsburgh on Monday with Michaels on the opposing team. This week on Raw, Hulk, Michaels gave a glimpse of his strategy for wrestling the largely immobile Hogan. He created a movement in response to Hogan, Hogan going through limited motions of throwing him around. Oh, it gets better. Um, also according to the Torch. Besides wanting Michaels to super kick his son, Nick Hogan, Hogan also suggested Michaels make disparaging remarks about his daughter, Brooke. Michaels also turned down that idea. One source who knows says, hey, dude, 
Thanks, man. Oh, you can have that remote. Go ahead, pal. You can have it. Kids love remotes, man. <laughs> exactly. One source who knows says Michaels doesn't like Hogan. He believed Michaels was going to stick it to Hogan on Raw this week in their face-to-face -face segment, which he did. Um, let's see. Here comes the boom. God, I, look at the look at the look at the shape Kurt Angle's in here. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. And also Bret Hart returning to WWE. Going to be doing DVD in a DVD of his career. Whoever thought we would hear Bret Hart coming back to the ring? Were you, when you heard this, I was like, heck yeah. I was never the biggest Bret Hart fan. I'm not going to lie. The only reason why I wasn't, because my best friend like ran him into the ground. Hart, the best, the best ever was, the best ever was. It was my, took my fandom away. I love the Hitman. To be real men wear pink, the pink and black attack of the Hitman. That crap ruined it for me. We are at the one hour, six minute, 13 second mark. Kurt Angle is wrestling. Yes, I'm going to say it. The great Eugene. Eugene was a hell of a worker, man. Hell of a worker. All right. The August 20th, 2005 edition of the Torch. A few weeks ago, this feud was limping along. Michaels was giving wishy-washy tweener promos. It felt as if Michaels was going to be a good trooper and play his role as the latest job to Hogan's leg drop. Then Hogan would move on to producing six more episodes of Hogan Knows Best for VH1, and Michaels would move on to another feud, able to redeem himself from the Hogan loss with a good match and a good match of promo and a strong next opponent. Then something happened along the way. Hogan took some pot shots at Michaels during mainstream media interviews. Michaels got inspired and spoofed Hogan in a borderline heavy-handed way on Raw. It appeared things were going to be interesting come August 21st. Then they went face-to-face -face on Raw for a major segment that closed out the August 8th episode and it appeared things were back to the usual routine, with Michaels cutting her traditional heel promo, Hogan cupping his ear, and getting cheered. Michaels throwing a punch, Hogan blocking it, and knocking Michaels out of the ring. Michaels showed signs of being the bump machine whose job was to make Hogan look good, do the job, and just be happy to be getting his minority share of the main event pot of gold that Hogan so generously has shared with his opponents over the years. But as it turns out, that may not have been a sign of what's to come. It might have been Michael showing Hogan what he can do for him, but at the same time, what he can take away. And Kurt Angle taps out Eugene. A great win for the 1996 Olympic gold medalist who won it with the broken freaking neck. Kurt Angle. Who is better than Kurt Angle at this time? In ring. 
Kurt Angle didn't have a peer. That may have been it. That may have been, that may have been it. Say that one more time. WWE. Uh, we'll call the world. This was still young Tanahashi. This was great. God bless Kurt Angle. <laughs> Getting booed out of the damn building. God bless you, Kurt Angle. God freaking bless you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just up here is the last. Let's see. But as it turns out, that may not have been a sign of what's to come. It might have been Michael showing Hogan what he can do for him, but at the same time, what he can take away. In a sense, he gave Hogan a sample of the drug that can make Hogan feel really good. He doesn't have to give him any more, but Michael gets to negotiate whether Hogan gets any more of that addictive drug. He can either decide to bump for him and make him look great or not. It's dependent on how Hogan acts in the days leading up to SummerSlam as they negotiate the content of the match and the finish. Michael and Hogan, Michaels and Hogan were well into the hype for this feud, and no finish had been agreed to. Nothing even close to a finish had been agreed to, in fact. It's not unusual for Vince McMahon to allow that, since whenever two top names are staring each other down the behind the scenes, it keeps them occupied and motivated. When push comes to shove, McMahon can insert himself into the situation to play peacemaker and reach a compromise that suits everyone, including himself, of course. Now, you look at that there. I take that at, man, like the struggle here for power is real. Between the two top behind-the-scenes maneuver, behind-the-scenes players in the game. You got top politician in Hulk Hogan, and Shawn Michaels is right behind him. And look at this segment, you're talking about Vinnie Mac getting those, woo, so beautiful girls. How, okay, was Vince taken to Viagra that night? Oh, oh my God. All right, no, I need then Stacy Keebler. Ah, oh, you're damn right, man. <laughs> it's just so amazing in this. Because you have, and here comes the Undertaker going ready to do battle. 
with Randy Orton. The one minute and 12 minute, one hour, 12 minute and 32 second mark. You know, the politics here, because you didn't know really who was going to win. Because you're thinking in your mind, Hogan's here for this and he's out. Michaels is still going to be there every week. And what I had, and I remember years later being told, because I remember asking about this. I talked to someone very close to Hogan in, this was 2018. And I asked, we were talking wrestling. We were, I was out in Vegas for a show and he happened to be there. And they're just talking and I'm like, what? And somehow I came up with Michaels. He was like, you know, what was one of your favorite Hogan matches? I'm like, one of those favorite last matches he had was with Shawn Michaels. I'm like, I thought that match was great. And Michaels did what he did, but. He's, I'm like, I just wish they, Hogan wouldn't have won. And the real idea was a best of three. Where Michaels would win here, and then Hogan would win the last two. Which, whatever, was fine. You know, it is what it is. And But the show we're beneath to very, very, very real. Which... I still don't understand because both guys had nothing to be insecure about. At least in my, or am I really just thinking too much there, Daryl? Oh, we're going to see it in a few minutes. <laughs> we're going to see it in a few minutes. But, but yeah, no, I get what you're saying. No, no, you're exactly right. Randy Orton here. What a stud. What a stud. No. Right now? Right now? Right currently. Is Curry in there? Or of all time? Get Randy Orton. Such a slimy heel at this point. I love it. Uh, right now? Absolutely. Of all time, not even close. He doesn't even click up 20. But in terms of currently right now? Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, there's no doubt, no doubt, no doubt about it. Um, okay, all right. This is what we're gonna. This is what we're gonna do here. Gonna hit that old pause button. Okay. And we're gonna go. Not to you, John Bradshaw. I'll leave. Okay. All right. God, I hate. I don't know who I hate more than John Bradshaw. I'll leave. just never been I've never understood the Vince McMahon obsession with this guy his mic works good for like a minute like a hot minute then after that not so much then they got to that point he lost title it was like okay I have like no I have no other use for you. You're a piece of crap. And here we go. At, and here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Getting ready to go. Go to the WWE Network. Go to SummerSlam 2005. Click down. Beautiful, beautiful job here by WB. The network is amazing. It says SummerSlam. Go to August 21, 2005. Click on that bad boy. And go to the two-hour, 15-minute, and 28-second mark. The reason we are here. The immortal Hulk Hogan. The legend versus the icon. Man, the first time, the only time. And think about that. And we lose Daryl Rivera. I think Daryl really just didn't want to do it. I'm not going to lie. But you just like look at Michaels here. Just like such a dick. Look at Hogan, 2005 Hall of Fame. The Hulkster in all his glory. Shawn Michaels, the greatest in-ring performer in the history of the WWE. One of the greatest of all time. Just amazing here how... Look at Hogan. It's Carlito and Kurt Angle. I could not get this tag match right. It was Carlito and Kurt Angle. Daryl was Daryl was right. And here comes Hulk Hogan. Man, Carlito, I love that hair, by the way. Boom, there's the big boot. The big leg. And they get the win, Hogan and Shawn Michaels. Boom! Sweet chin music. 
Just that cold-blooded stare. Absolutely amazing. Love it. I love these old Hogan clips. You look at this here and super kicking bright. Hey, there he is. I kicked your ass off. As you should be. I kicked your ass out. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I am kidding. I am kidding. Then they oh we were talking about this promo earlier, but now like <laughs> what was your favorite Hulkamania shirt? Was it the yellow and red NWO or this one, the red and yellow shirt? You! God, Shawn Michaels makes everything look so easy. We are at 2.19. The 2 minute and 19 minute mark. 2 hour and 19 minute mark. We're here. This is a good promo package. Good, great, it was a great series. 2005, a very underrated year in wrestling. Like you said, you brought up like Batista and uh, Triple H, that great series. You had this match. You had a really good WrestleMania. You know, Edge got, Edge, put, Edge puts himself on the map. Look at the crowd. They're ready. They are ready. They are ready, JR. Harry, you're going over. Sean, bump like hell, buddy. And it. Don't say it. Don't say it. But look at Sean Michaels here. He's looking. Now, see, religious Sean Mike. Now, if this was. The 1997 Shawn Michaels. He would have ate Hulk for lunch. But this was relief. He found religion. It, it, I like rewind when I watch, rewatch this. I still can't gauge like a look like he's going to make how he's going to make Hulk Hogan. here. Look at it. I always love this about Shawn Michaels. He prance around. Give me the fireworks. Now, see, I don't like this. I used to love the fireworks behind the ring. Dance around and prance. Because he's a sexy boy. Sexy boy. I don't remember the rest of this. <laughs> I'm not your boy toy. Boy toy. Think I'm hot. You know I'm sexy. I got the moves. They'll make the girl wild. I know I'm cool. I know I'm awesome. I'm gonna kick 
Hulk Hogan's head to the Potomac. And I will do the J-O-B on the PPV. And then bury him the next night on Raw. Ladies and gentlemen, leave your dollar bills in the tip jar. I am Stephen Milhausen of DAZN and Sporting News. To the right, combat sports journalist Daryl Rivera. We are here. The reason we are doing, we are one hour, 36 minutes and 35 seconds in. We are the main event. The 15-year anniversary, SummerSlam 2005, the main event. Two, two hours, 22, sec, 22 minutes and 30 seconds. Shawn Michaels is standing in the ring. Waiting. Here comes the immortal Hulk Hogan. When the stars crash down and hurts inside. Why aren't you singing? My lord. We're having some fun here. This is me with. <laughs> Look at the flag. I hear you. You're... Look at all glory. A flag in front of your house. Do your parents? I do have, I do, Bears, can we get to, can we get to the NFL, and tomorrow, if you are a baseball fan, look at Hogan here, staring at the fans, I'm gonna take down your hero tonight, ladies and gentlemen, and then I'm gonna go and keep shooting Hogan's nose best, which was a horrible reality show, my hot daughter, Brooke, dude love me some Brooke Hogan though, phew, <laughs> he sure did. Can tell you stories. Boom. And um, what was I gonna say? And Linda, Linda wasn't bad. You know, she got rid of Hulk Hogan and dated like someone who was like nineteen. No, this was right after she divorced Hogan. The first relationship she was in after the divorce. And took like half his money. That poor Hogan. Poor guy. Didn't sign. Well, who's thinking of signing a prenup in like 1982? Poor guy. You, Shawn Michaels, are going to be on your back looking at the ceiling, dude. Now, I know people are going to see if you're not a Hulk Hogan fan. I am still today. 39 years old, the world's biggest Hulk Hogan fan. But just knowing know now about the business, look at this here. What great way to start the match, Drew. Get that heat, roll right out. Crowd's into it. <laughs> oh, oh, we're in for a treat, ladies and gentlemen. We are in for a damn treat. That is for sure. Oh, Hogan's like getting the ring, brother. Now, you can see the look here on Sean. And this is kind of where I noticed it was watching this earlier. 
It's like he's got that look of like, all right, buddy, I'm going to screw you around here. I'm going to put on a one-man show for the just. I remember as soon as I, I remember, and I was telling you, I was thinking about it. I'm like, man, am I already 15-year anniversary? We have to talk about this. This is the first time I have, this is the first time I've seen this match in 15 years. I don't watch a lot of old wrestling. So the fact that now they're getting ready to lock up. We are at the two-hour, 26-minute and 30-second mark. Sean Nichols, Hulk Hogan, the main event of SummerSlam 2005 from the sold-out MCI Center in Washington, D.C. This was a good job here. I liked what they did here in getting the crowd in, getting that anticipation up more. They're circling each other, staring each other down. That name finally lock up. Not really. Not really. It's a... I've seen guys do that for... Sean Gilles isn't the first guy. I think most people most people are going to forget who won most people maybe there's I got to imagine there's fans I do know but if you just look here and they lock up once again ooh a reversal from HBK Shill side headlock I always love, for the first, like, five to ten minutes, the bandana always stays on. Love it. I love it. Love it. Do not show that male pattern, male pattern baldness, brother. But he's freaking Hulk Hogan. Who cares? Look at that. Right <laughs> Look at that right there. Holy shit. Took the bump. Did another tumble to the outside. Hogan throws the bandana ankles. Beautiful. Bumping 101. You want to get someone over and you can have fun at the same time. Here you freaking go. Can you say that again? I want to make sure you, you, I heard it right. I think it's a little bit of the latter. And I think, but I think the, I think the majority of it is to prove a point, to prove a point to Hulk Hogan. That he could have, he could have made him look amazing or he could have made him look like horse shit. No, that's, I've seen Hogan. Flair's done this for Hogan. I'm not. 
Oh! <laughs> there. If you want to have more babies, do not do that. And the right hand by the Hulkster. But Michael's could, you know, I think it's... But Michaels is also a professional. You know, you gotta look at it as, yeah, he... The majority of this match, he made Hogan... He made Hogan look really good. But it was some over-the-chicanery. <laughs> oh, Shawn Michaels threw a mean chop. A very underrated guy in the chop game. I still would not want to take one. Would you be willing, even with Ric Flair being 71 years old, would you take a chop from Ric Flair? <laughs> Look at that. That right there. <laughs> Holy crap. Holy cow. Close line over the top. Does a double. It tumbles all around. All around. Well, we're going to talk. Oh, we're going to talk about it. I promise. We will talk about it. <laughs> no, no, buddy. Don't put your hands in there. No. Hi, dude. You come by Dada? You come by Dada? Oh, you're going to go by Ethan? Okay, you go play. Bye-bye. Steven Mielhausen here along from Sporting News and his own long with combat sports journalist Rivera. We are at the two-hour, 32-minute, 25-second mark of the SummerSlam 2005 main event. The first time and the only time Shawn Michaels meets Hulk Hogan. Look at that chop. That is a nasty chop. Come here, son. Watch. Oh, dude. Say, say hi, Daryl. Say Ric Flair. Woo! You see it right there? Right there? No, no. Oh, he's no selling. All right, you go play. Okay, you'll be done in a few minutes. Chop again. Where are you? Where are you at, by the way? What's your time? Okay, no, we're at the same place. Okay. The old Ric Flair and over over the over the turnbuckle. And nothing wrong with it. I always. I, <laughs> what did you call it earlier? Spaghetti what? Say it again. Squid in a washing machine. That is that is the one. We're going to use it. Squid in a washing machine. That is the one. Oh, my goodness. I just feel 
No, I feel bad. But both guys, okay. Both guys had to. Both guys didn't know what they were getting into with this program. Yeah, you're gonna make a crap ton of money, but you're gonna go through hell to get that money. In all honesty, and that's not trying to disparage neither guy here, but both guys are politicians. <laughs> it, <laughs> come on. It's comical. He bumps. Boo! Hogan should have gave him like 10% of his money as payoff. Oh my God, that was so bad. Hogan into the I thought Hogan was going to play there. Shockingly, Hogan did not play at that spot. I was really expecting a play job. Yeah, he, Hogan, really a little bit of a fumble there by Hogan. Hogan got lost. Michael's punching right in the spot. Where Hogan shuts it open. And let's see. No. You think after all these years, Hulk Hogan would have learned how to bleed? Yeah. Poor Shawn Michaels. Because Hogan really was very, way. Hogan should know what he, what he should be doing at this point. And Michaels is trying so hard here. You can see he keeps going to that spot. Watching him punch. He's punching in the same spot. Just don't think Hogan did it. Hogan didn't do it right. Because look, at it, it's the same spot. I wonder if Michael said to him, give me the damn blade. Now, the way guys used to do it, and thank you for all the likes, everyone. For everyone watching, if you're watching on Facebook Live, like the video. Like the post. There, the blood. Hey, it only took Terry about six minutes. There you go, Terry. There's a gusher, too, though. I will admit, there is Hulk Hogan's a top five all-time bleeder. When he bled, he bled. The greatest was Ric Flair. There's no doubt about that. Rick Flair is. It, okay. Uh, where was I? Here, watch via Facebook Live. Like the video. Give any type of reaction you want to the video. Thumbs up. Heart. That you love it. Thumbs down. Anything you want to do. Ha ha. Um, also, follow the page and like the page as well, the Walkway to Fight Club. You can follow us on Twitter at Walkway Fight. If you are watching via YouTube, because we're also live on YouTube this evening, subscribe to the channel and like the video as well. Steven Mielhausen here at The Zone and Sporting News, along with Daryl Rivera. Man, I 
gotta tell the zone. We gotta like, yeah, we're starting. We got MLW now, but we gotta start doing some like. I'm gonna pitch MLW watch alongs. I'm gonna see what. I'm gonna see what they say. On the on on the zone. I. It's not all. We don't have all of the content on there yet. I know there's supposed to be some more added shortly. Okay, okay, okay. I would just love to do, hopefully, it's something I'm going to pitch, actually. As I'm sitting here thinking about it. But look at, look at the blood! Oh my god, look at the blood! Yowzers! Houses. And don't forget, this will also, the audio version of this will be available tomorrow morning, on Friday morning. It'll be available on all your favorite podcasting platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor, Overcast, and whatever else you guys listen to for your audio and podcasting. Screw them. You're trying to be mad. Not going to happen. Because we're watching, we're watching the main of, as it says in the scroll, SummerSlam 2005, Hulk Hogan, Shawn, Ma- Shawn Michaels watch. And there's the back suplex by the Hulkster. You know, I told my son, my oldest. Look at all that blood on Michaels. Good Lord. Look at all that blood. I told my son. He goes, we're not going outside. I'm like, no. I'm like, I got work to do. And he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, we're going to be in the basement. He's, I'm like, and you get to go to bed later. He was all mad until I said that to him. <laughs> like, you get to go to bed later. Get to go to bed later, man. He's usually in 8.30. In 8.30, 8.45. Oh, and there's the fang forearm. And the nip up from HBK. SummerSlam 2005. We're at a two-hour, 40-minute, and 40-second mark. Shawn Michaels just hit the flying forearm on Hulk Hogan. Going to the top, a bloody Hulk Hogan getting ready to go for the top rope, elbow drop. Where would you rate Shawn Michaels' elbow, elbow drop of all time? Oh, he missed it. I've never seen Shawn Michaels miss it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I had to say that. Number two. He's hulking up, brother. Boom, boom, boom. Here you go again, Shawn Michaels. Earl, Earl Hebner. No, Earl Hebner was fired. He got fired in July of the month before this match. Because I imagine Earl Hebner would have been the referee of this main event. Selling WWE merchandise without proper authorization. He got fired in about two, I think it was two weeks later, his brother got, got fired as well. Michaels hit the forearm. Who was the referee? Is it Kyoto? I couldn't see who. I, I don't remember who the referee was. It grazed Hogan. Look at Michaels. He's going to go over the elbow. He's like, no. Look at this. I love it. Cocky Shawn Michaels is the absolute greatest. Oh, here we go. He's going for the sharp His At the time, his bitter rival, Bret Hart. <laughs> Look at the laugh. The laugh is great. The laugh is way too much. 
who is that? Who's the referee here? Referee just went into the ring. Chad Patton. Good old Chad Patton, who made a horrible call earlier in the evening with Edge and Man Hardy calling that match. What was wrong with you, Chad? Match should have kept going. Match went like five minutes. Absolutely terrible. It was the first. It was the first match of the program. They should have won like fifteen twenty. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Leave questions or comments. Leave them in the comment section. They will get answered. I was like, no, brother, no, brother Chad. I'm not doing the job to it. But I will buy the after. And Hogan reaches the ropes. Only job I'm going to do is I'm going to buy the brewskis. I remember talking. No, it's true. I did an interview with Kevin Nash. and Oh, there goes Chad Patton. Two referees are down, Daryl. For listen, all these referees. This is this is fantastic. The blood, guy. This is all time good blade job here. It took Hogan forever to get blade done right, but Hogan finally got it. Right. I don't know. I would think Hogan limping. Oh, the low blow. From H.B. Shizzle. God. Well, Hogan was too old to have children by that time anyway. Here comes the steel chair. It's never good news. Never good news, Daryl, when you, when you bring in the steel chair. I promise. Michael's the same guy. And he's a lefty. One thing I didn't like about Shawn Michaels, he was a lefty. You can be a lefty, be a be a baseball player. Or a golfer. That's easy, man. Not <laughs> wrestling. As much as I love wrestling. Let's see. He's gonna turn around. Ooh, here we go. Oh my god, he didn't even did he hit him? That was awful! He ducked his head! Take the damn chair shot. <laughs> and the elbow drop from HB Shizzle. It's over. It's all that's left. The tune-up band. God, I am smashed right now. How do you miss that chair? And it's not Shawn Michaels' fault. Hogan ducked his damn head. Good Lord. God, I... The band is tuning up. It is time for some sweet chin music. And the off the Hulkster. Boom! There's the pin. Come on, Chad Patton. One. Two, and Michaels is going to win. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. He's hulking up, brother. Do 
I was like, come on, MFR. Come on, Terry. Speed it up, dude. But the crowd, look at the crowd. The crowd is so damn jacked up for this. You. The crowd is eating this shit alive. They love it. Sean Michaels. <laughs> what a freaking dick. I love it. Love it. My time. All the time hooked the Pope. And the match is over. And the winner and the crowd going crazy. The Immortal Hulk. is eating that up the match is over a little under 25 about 25 minutes Hogan sat there and posed like a muck before dropping that leg I would have been pissed Michaels is out of the ring You know, the 24-year-old or old person in me at this time saying, all right, we're going to see this again. I'll be back. Because you, you, you want to think that because you don't think there's a lot. There's not, a, like, clarity here. There's the, there's the, there's the posing. Uh-oh. Here comes HBK. Pushes Hogan. Staring each other down here. Gushing blood. He stuck out his hand. What a great sportsman that Shawn Michaels is. He needed to know. That's not being a man, Jerry. I would have kicked him. Found out tonight. Poor Sean He didn't shake his hand. I wouldn't have shaken his hand. <laughs> now. Hogan sitting there. Hogan doing Hogan does best. Um, let's see here. Give me one second. I'm trying to get my this in the right 
Spider Hogan's Hogan doing what Hogan does best. He poses. He's trying to get to the right spot here. Um, let's see. Let's see. Okay. Uh, August 27th edition, 27th, 2005 edition of The Torch. Shawn Michaels took a bad situation and made the best of it. With less than a week to go before the pay-per-view, sources say he was so frustrated with his good faith negotiations with Hulk Hogan behind the scenes that he was insisting on a DQ finish to the match. He had reached a point that he did not want to, didn't want a job to Hogan under any circumstances. Hogan, though, apparently had creative control, in quotes, Written into his WWE deal, so he got to call the shots. He wanted to win with a leg drop clean, and thus that's the way it was going to be. Before we go any further, I hate that creative control nonsense, do you? Or do you think, Daryl, that guys near that level of Hogan, or Hogan, should get something written like that into their deal? No, I agree. My whole thing, thank you for everyone that did watch. And this is, now we're going over just, we just finished, we're going over the aftermath of this match and what what happened during these leading up to the match and the aftermath that did happen between Shunkles and Hulk Hogan. Um... Nice comment there. You guys have no views. Um, I'm looking right at them right now, but okay, thanks. Um, you're very welcome. Thanks. Thank you for watching. I like when people say that and they're the ones watching. But um, you go and I, don't even think, I totally lost my train of thought there. I never usually do that. But I hate that clause. I hate that talent is even – I don't care if it's Hulk Hogan. I don't care if it's Shawn Michaels or – I just don't think – I don't think talent should have that written into their contract. Because then you get stuff like this happening, and then look what happens. Hogan can leave the next day. Hogan doesn't even have to appear on Raw. It's adios, see you later. I'm going to get my payoff and see you whenever. I hate that. And you think about it, Hulk Hogan did not come back until... He came back for the Raw Homecoming show in October. Falsely promoted a match with Steve Austin. Then didn't see, then didn't come back until the Hall of Fame ceremony for WrestleMania 20 here in Chicago. Very tense situations with Bret Hart and Hulk Hogan, with Bret Hart and Steve Austin. So it's just a really, I just don't get the whole thing with Hogan. Really, I just had creative control. I think really, I took that as him being insecure, using a bit 
Okay, and the fact Vince McMahon gave it to him was still quite shocking. He just never been a fan of it. Okay, we'll keep going here. From the torch in Wade Keller. When Michaels accepted the match in the first place, he had never worked with Hogan before. Friends warned him, saying Hogan was going to get what he wanted and that it was a mistake to not work out a finish ahead of time before agreeing to the match. Michaels figured he could play hardball too, and he couldn't. The details aren't known, but ultimately Michaels was convinced by Vince McMahon that he basically had to do the match Hogan's way. And here's what I knew when we brought it up earlier. Michaels had proposed a second match next month, and it was considered. It would allow both men to get two big paydays. Michaels also figured that he, that would be a way for them to go one-on-one against each other. However, when Hogan talked about a second match, he talked about winning that one too. The second match discussed was a cage match. The one with the blue bars where the winner is the first to escape. Hogan proposed he beat Michaels at SummerSlam, and he beat him in the follow-up cage match by crawling out of the ring before Michaels climbed over to the top and dropped to the floor in a bloodbath. Michaels didn't go for that, so they went back to the original plan of just one match. Michaels had to go with plan B, which was doing a clean job to Hogan, but being so effective at making Hogan look so good and single-handedly turning it into a great match that nobody would talk about the finish, they talked about how much of a miracle worker Michaels was. He played a strong heel during the match, using a low blow at one point to gain advantage. The match lasted over 20 minutes, almost unheard of for a Hogan match, and Hogan bled heavily during it. Those may have been the two negotiating points Michael won. If he was going to do the job, he wanted the match to be special, and he wanted to bleed Hogan into bloody oblivion before leaving. After the match, there, oh, there's more. This is awesome. It gets better here, ladies and gentlemen, I promise. After the match, Michael shoved Hogan from behind and then offered a handshake. He told Hogan he just needed to find out for himself. It wasn't clear what that meant. In reality, it probably meant a lot of things. He wanted to find out for himself what it was like to work with Hogan in the ring, what it was like to work with Hogan behind the scenes, what it was like to lay down for the leg drop, whether he could create a classic match with Hogan. The public may never know the extent to which the two butted heads behind the scenes during negotiations unless Michaels includes it in his upcoming autobiography. Michaels, though, got revenge the next night. He came out with a smile on his face and accepted the cheers of the fans. He said, as much as I hurt to admit it, Hogan was the better man, in quotes, the night before. Then the promo took a strange turn. He began to mock Hogan, sarcastically saying Hogan was, in quotes, cat-like and nimble. He, not, he said not even he could figure out his catch-as-can style. I mean, his ring prowess was in so many ways and on so many levels superior to mine that he simply could not compete, Michaels continued. When it was over, even I, the evil Shawn Michaels, found out the victim like so many before me to the vicious leg drop. One, two, three. The crowd didn't know how to react. Some fans booed and cheered, but most sat in silence. The crowd then began a small chain of Hogan Hogan. Michaels continued, now back to our regularly scheduled programming and back to reality. The reality is this. Hulk Hogan is now on a jet back to Florida until you, the WWE fan, can give him what he wants. He did a money signal by rubbing his thumb and fingers against each other. I, Shawn Michaels, am here tonight to give you exactly what you want. The showstopper. Michaels then shifted gears into an angle with Chris Masters. He will go on, as he said, wrestling each week for WWE. Hogan, meanwhile, is gone until the next time he and WWE can find a reason to work together. A lot to digest there. A lot. He buried his ass. I watched the promo. I was eating dinner. It's a bear Sean Michaels. Very helpful. And he said 
pretty much honoring it, but didn't like a lot of the print along with working with it. You know, guys look for the money. They knew Hogan was a money match. We were going to make some money back at that time. And that's what happened. You know, and Sean Handel was getting into. Sean Michaels found out the hard way. Um, let's see. What else got here? Okay, we talked about Man Hardy. And that, that's really it. But wow. That was... That man... What did you think of the match? Before we go. Before we exit out. Overall, what did you think? Fifty-two. No, nah. you know you got. You know. Shawn Michaels put on literal one-man show. He wrestled a, a, a very immobile broomstick. No, oh no, your brother beating you up, probably. I wonder if he. I wonder if. I wonder if he gave him. Yeah. I wonder if he gave. Did Did Ethan give you a chair shot? Oh, I think he did. Come here, partner. Come here. Come here. Come here. You just chair shot. That's okay. There you go. There you go. Oh, don't worry. He would say hi to Daryl. But no, you got to look at it as, at the end of the day, he got to be in the ring with Hulk He put on the proverbial one-man show against Hulk Hogan. He made Hulk Hogan have that really true one final great match. Because that was the last great match we ever seen out of Hulk Truth. Plain and simple. He had an unforgettable match, right? An unforgettable match with Randy Orton. That was his final match in WWE. Because I needed that one match in TNA with Sting in a tag match. Did the Australian tour at Ric Flair. He only did the one match in TNA, Impact. And that was it. So Hulk Hogan, Shawn Michaels gave Hulk Hogan that one great final match. Hulk Hogan should be given a big fat thank you to Shawn Instead of burying Shawn Michaels. Not burying him, but... You could have gotten two more matches out of that series. Okay, Hogan goes over, so be it. But you, you get three big money-generating matches. Each guy makes a fuck ton of money. And the WWE makes a lot of money. And you know what the most important thing is? The fans get in, get hyped. Instead, we get a one-match series. And... The fans got out in the cold, and the fans get disappointed because Hulk Hogan had to play power control. And and that was quite unfortunate because 
But I do remember that Hulk Hogan's last great match. And for that, I salute it. Because it was, it wasn't the greatest match of all time. But it was damn good. And that's a testament to Mike at the end of the day. Any final thoughts, Daryl, before we hit the, hit the siesta button for the, for the evening? Absolutely. And this was a ton of fun. Loved it. You can watch. You can watch as the replays. It'll be over YouTube. It'll be on our Facebook page. If you want to, if you're watching on Facebook Live, just like the video, like the post, follow the Walkway to Fight Club on Facebook, facebook.com, right? Ah! Follow! Because the baby says so. Facebook.com forward slash the Walkway to Fight Club. Just click that like button. Click the button. We greatly appreciate it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Walkway Fight. You can also follow us on Instagram, Walkway to Fight Club, all in lowercase letters. If you watched on YouTube, just subscribe to the channel and also like the video. According to Sayur Extreme, no one watched the video. I kind of find it hard to believe because we were getting views in and out the entire evening, the entire time. So I think I always they do. I I always gotta listen to them. I gotta listen to the people. <laughs> but tomorrow we will have an the audio will be up for this tomorrow on in your face. Listen to the audio. You were not able to listen. You can listen on either iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, Outcast, Overcast, or your favorite podcasting platform. Whatever you, whatever platform you do listen to. And also the video will be up tomorrow for NXT TakeOver 30 predictions. We did those last night. A surprising thing happened in predictions. I will not spoil it for you. And then Sunday morning, we will have our SummerSlam preview. Sunday morning, it will be live, 11 Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. And then we'll have a SummerSlam review show. Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton for the WWE title, and Braun Strowman. No, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt, for, the Fiend Bray Wyatt, for the Universal title. And we said earlier, Ray Mysterio. <laughs> I said Ray Mysterio. Dominic Mysterio against Seth Rollins. Daryl, where can the fans find you on the Twitter machine? That's like there, yes, over a thousand. Thank you, everybody, for doing it. It's greatly appreciated. You can find me on Twitter at smealhousenjr, and you can also find me on You can also find me on Instagram, smealhousenmma. For the handsomest man in the room, Dale Rivera, I am Stephen Mealhausen, and we will talk, guys. Give me one second, I gotta switch out.